from deep inside your audio device of choice. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it is um, it has taken so many people so much work, or it will have to get this radio program to you today or this podcast. So, um, I if if I were wearing a hat, and it's really not the weather for it, I would it would be off to them anyway right now for helping with getting this done. It's it's been a heavy lift. But now, we're number one. Yes. Um, It's one of the rare occasions when there's no negative in that phrase. We actually are number one. We, the United States, of course, ladies and gentlemen. The United Kingdom, not as big on free speech as the world-leading United States. So take that, you lamies. This is, uh, according to a global index, which is, if you're measuring the the world, the best kind, I guess, Britain is the 10th most supportive country of free speech out of 37 states surveyed around the world. This is data from the Pew Research Center. Don't they have better things? Well, I guess not. They found that Americans are the most supportive of free speech and also of speech offensive to the respondents to the survey. I would have loved to have heard that how that question was phrased. The U.S. 77% support the rights of others to make statements that are offensive to their own religious beliefs. Really? Imagine that. I wish I lived in those in the United States. No, I guess I do. That was the highest score among countries in the survey. The index is formed of average responses to eight survey questions, five about free speech and three about freedom of the press. Each answer supportive of freedom of speech is scored at one point. Each negative scored as nil point, creating a scale ranking from zero to eight. <laughs> this goes to eight. So here are the countries. United States. Second is Poland. Right away. Uh, the skeptic, the Spain, Mexico, number four, Venezuela, number five, Canada, Canada number six, Australia, Aust- Argentina, South Africa, and the United Kingdom. Last is Russia. If you want free speech, don't go to Russia. Hello, welcome to the show. I don't explain I remain enjoying a brew Don't deplore my fondness for fundador You know how a fundador can lead to a few And baby when in Perchance I'm saying farewell to France And romance drops in from the blue Cher amour, I beg of you, please endure 
somebody new It's just that when in Rome I do as the Romans do And though from Italy I lie to you prettily Don't think of me bitterly You know that I'm true Except now and then in Rome I get that old yen in Rome Well, naturally then in Rome I do as the Romans do Thank you very much. You're so kind. Please tip your waiter. From Brescia, Italy, ladies and gentlemen. Think of it. Just about the uh, second lace on the boot. I'm Harry Shearer welcoming you to this edition of the show. And now, news of clowns. Clowning around in Kemper County in eastern Mississippi has become an expensive proposition until the 1st of November. The Board of Supervisors there unanimously approved an ordinance during its regular meeting this week that makes it unlawful for any person of any age to appear in public in the county in clown costume, clown mask, or clown makeup. The ordinance is enforceable. By the sheriff's office, violators can be fined up to $150. (laughs) The sheriff, James Moore, asked the board to consider such an ordinance at its last meeting. In order for it to be effective, you have to put teeth into it, said the attorney for the board. That's why there's a fine. It really has gotten out of hand, said um, the president of the board of supervisors referring to the national situation with people dressing up as clowns. He and other board board, board members voiced concern about what the reaction of the public would be if they saw a clown in their yard. It wouldn't be good, said the president of the Board of Supervisors. What about an Indian? Or a police officer? Any of the village people? Moore said he wanted the ordinance to be in place to make it clear that dressing as a clown in public at this time is not acceptable. Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies did arrest a Santa Clarita homeowner, that's in the northeast suburbs of Los Angeles, 
arrested him on suspicion of possessing weapons and narcotics after he called 911 and contended he was threatened by a tall man dressed as a clown and armed with a knife. A funny knife, but still. The homeowner told police he was smoking a cigarette in front of his house around 6 a.m. Sunday when a six-foot man dressed as a clown approached him and brandished the knife. The homeowner, armed with an unknown type of gun, fired a warning shot into the air. The clown fled the scene on foot. The homeowner called 911, according to the sergeant at the sheriff's station. Deputies responded and couldn't find a knife-wielding clown. However, they discovered the homeowner was in possession of weapons and narcotics and arrested him. Was there, in fact, a knife-wielding clown in Santa Clarita, said the sheriff. Sergeant, that's the question of the day. Deputies did discover a man with a clown mask hiding in some bushes a few blocks away from where the warning shots were fired, a sighting unusual for that time of the morning, according to the sheriff. Sergeant, however, quote, the homeowner didn't identify this clown as the correct clown. According to the sergeant, his guy had a full clown costume and mask, and the clown he saw was taller. The homeowner is not believed to be mentally impaired or a danger to himself. As you know, clown pranks have been reported around the country and throughout California in recent weeks. In Lancaster, California, authorities have received at least three reports of men in clown masks brandishing kitchen knives at people and filming their reactions. In Modesto, a rash of clown sightings, that is the correct collective noun, a rash, prompted police to issue a notice to residents urging them to report suspicious clown sightings. But only in Modesto. In Fresno, clown away. And this year's nationwide creepy clown craze has become a nightmare before Halloween for actual working clowns who say their bookings at parties and other events have dropped sharply even after many of them, the sightings that is, have turned out to be hoaxes, not the clowns. Some fear going out with their grease paint makeup and red noses will make them a target of police or even marauding mobs who take to the streets on so-called clown hunts. This is getting so good. If if uh, ever one thought fiction could top real life. Quote, it's definitely a scary feeling leaving your house and you fear you're going to get jumped because you're dressed as a clown, says a New York City hospital administrator, Cyrus Xavier, who also performs professionally as Sido the Clown. You're there to make them happy, to make them have fun, and now they're saying, ah, he says. All of a sudden, these stories are putting fear into kids. Before, they just look the other way, but now it's like, you're a scary clown and I hate you, unquote. The World Clown Association. Let's go. Let's all go to that convention. What do you think? It's comprised of more than 2,000 members in 30 countries, has been flooded with calls from scared performers. <laughs> We've gone from scary clowns to scared clowns, ladies and gentlemen. There's an arc to this story. It's been sending out, has the association, safety tips suggesting clowns consider changing into their costumes when they arrive at a party or go with a handler. There's a job your high school career counselor didn't tell you about, clown handler. Association President Randy Christensen says clowns are also increasingly increasingly getting requests for modified performances in which they entertain without makeup and traditional clown attire. Limited modified clown hangout. This week, Target stores took the step of pulling scary clown masks from its shelves, and McDonald's says Ronald McDonald will be keeping a lower profile. Smaller nose? Higher cheekbones? News of clowns, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there's one. 
now. And now, the heirs of Abbott and Costello, an iconic comedy duo from the uh, mid-20th century, they failed to get extra innings in their copyright challenge over a Broadway play's use of the famous Abbott and Costello bit, Who's on First? Nearly 80 years after the routine first aired on a live radio broadcast, the heirs of Bud Abbott and Lou Costello learned that a foul-mouthed sock puppet named Tyrone, yeah, I think scary sock puppets are next, was delivering the bit in, a, in the first 15 minutes of a new-to-Broadway dark comedy. Though the heirs claimed federal copyright infringement, their New York lawsuit failed last year in a three-judge panel of the Second Circuit affirmed this month that decision. The original dismissal order was laden with baseball puns because the bit was about baseball players, uh, one of whom was named Who. The court says the play neither transforms the joke nor qualifies as fair use, but that the heirs simply failed to to, uh, plead a valid copyright. The uh, heirs claim the rights to the routine flow from Abbott and Costello's first motion picture, the 1940 film One Night in the Tropics, as part of a contract with Universal Pictures. Oh, that's worth the The argument is defeated by plaintiff's own allegation, which we must accept is true, said the court, that the routine was first performed in March 1938, more than two years before they entered into the contract with Universal. An attorney for the heirs said he was gratified with the court's decision regarding fair use, but disappointed with the copyright decision which he claimed barely came up in oral arguments. The heirs will seek a rehearing before the federal appeals court. Representatives for the defendants did not immediately return requests for comment. Representatives of the mid-1970s comedy group The Credibility Gap merely said this. The following incident takes place in the advertising department of the Los Angeles Times. Yeah, hello, Louise, yes. Did that rock and roll promoter ever show... What rock and roll promoter? You know, the one who's going to take out the full page ad. Did he ever show? I bet he didn't. Oh... He did, huh? Well, will you please tell him that he is um, six minutes late by my watch, and my watch is um, five minutes fast? <laughs> yes, tell him that. Well, you have... I don't know what that comes to. Just have him figure it out. Will you please send him in? Thank you. I can't believe these people. They either show up, or they they, they don't show up, or they, they show up, or they they don't show up, or they... Excuse me, show... Mr. Hickenlooper? Yes, I'm Walter Hickenlooper. Yeah, how you do? My name is Danny Drollinger. I'm with Conquest Concerts. We do all the big rock and roll shows, you know, in the outlying areas. We did Festival de Salsa at the Orange Show Auditorium. You know, all that stuff. We, we've, we've done business with you people Good. before. And I came down here personally today because I want a huge full-page ad. We're doing a very big rock show out of the Big O. The Big O? What is you know, that? Winchell's Donuts? What's the problem, sir? Are you new to the area? No. Well, everybody around here knows there's the Big A, mm-hmm. the Big O, mm-hmm. the Big I. Mm-hmm. The Big A's Anaheim Stadium. That I know. The Big O's Ontario Motor Speedway. Ah, Ontario Motor Speedway. Okay. What's the Big I? That's me. Yeah, oh, you can write well, that I'm down gonna, if no, you want. I'm not going to put that down. Well, it won't down. hurt to remember Listen, it. You know, I'm going to be around in town for a while. Right. Okay, anyway, look. Right, it's Motor a very, very different kind of rock and roll show. No oh, smoke yeah? bombs, no oh. lasers, and most important, no opening acts. Just three headline supergroups. Oh, my goodness. Boom, 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 like that, you know? Boom, boom, yes. So I want them to have equal belling, equal weight. All right, well, the easiest way to do that is why don't we just list them in the order they appear. How's that? One, two, and three. Good idea. Okay, I like fine. the way you work. Well, thank you very much, Maybe we'll sir. do some business with you in the future. I sure hope so. Okay. All right, well, let's start with the first act, shall we? Fine. Okay, who's on first? Mr. Hickenlooper, mm-hmm. if my secretary has already given you the information, mm-hmm. you know, there's no sense for me to be here. I could be out booking mm-hmm. slides, well, Spokane. I, no, I know. So if you got it... No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. I just said who's on first. That's right. Ah, you that's see? right. We, oh, I like that name. That's the, the, right. It's so affirmative. It's so, so sure of itself. Don't write that's right. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. That's wrong. Uh, it's a bit more negative, I suppose, with what with these times and all. That's wrong. Uh, Mr. Hagenlooper? Mm-hmm. It's not that's right. It's not that's wrong. Well, then, who's on first? Who's on first? Who is on first? Who is on first? Who? 
Who? Who? Who? Who? Who? Who's on first? That's right. That's right. I got it down here. Look, Mr. Hickenlooper. Mm -hmm. You get on the Pomona Freeway. You drive your car out to Ontario Motor Speedway. You get out. You give the man the ticket. You sit down in your seat. The guy on stage comes out and says, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to present who? Who? That's right. That's right. All right. It's who? a fine group as far as I'm concerned. Oh. You're upset, right? Uh, you could say I'm upset. Right. We're having a communication problem. There's nothing, there's nothing to let's be ashamed of. Let's just get this straight do. before my quaalude kicks oh, in, okay? I'm sorry. That's okay, all I ask. Fine. All right. Let's just move. Well, then we'll start with the second act. Fine. I don't know why I didn't suggest this fine. to begin with. Okay. Who's on second? Who's on yeah, first? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a What's the name of the second act? Guess who? I, jeez, mm, I'm not familiar with the genre here. I don't have any genre. Look, question. it's just three rock and roll acts. Yeah, uh, Guess who? Uh, um, give me a chance. Um, uh, the Dingling Sisters. They're not even sisters, well, Mr. Hickenlooper. Uh, well, uh, Guess right. who? Um, Bo Donaldson in the Haywoods. Bo Donaldson in the Haywoods. Right, I am not running no goddamn Bush Gardens, pal. Let's get that straight. Right. This is Conquest Concerts. Okay. Nothing but class. Okay. Guess who? Uh, I, well, I, well I, I can't guess who. You don't have to guess who. Well, then I won't guess who. So don't guess who. All right. All right. All right. <sighs> I will tell you something frankly, sir. What? I didn't have this much trouble with the free press. Oh, you didn't? Huh? Well, I'll tell you something frankly, sir. I didn't have this much trouble with the music center, and they put on Rigoletto one year. That's four act. Not the year they did it. All right, now let's just move on to the third act, huh? Who, uh, what? No. Ah. Will you please tell me the name of the third act? Yes. Fine. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. You let me see a proof of the act Wednesday, and we'll be... Wait a minute! Where are you going? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I asked you to tell me the name of the third act. I told you the name of the third act. You want me to tell you again? Yes. That's right. That's right, son, first. Who's on first? Guess who's on second in the third act? Yes. That's, that's right. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. All over the What's your problem? I've been writing for 11 minutes. I got nothing on the paper. That's my problem. Why don't you take the paper, you take the pen, and you write it down. Are you crazy? If I could write, I wouldn't have had to steal this bit. I would... Ooh. And now news of the Olympic movement. Produced by Jim Eversall Jr. A new estimate commissioned by the freshly elected first ever woman governor of Tokyo says the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, you can see those clearly from here, could cost four times the original estimate. Officials have been sent back to the drawing board. Thomas Bach, president of the IOC, was in Japan this week. The hugely bloated price tag got his attention. He hurried from meeting to meeting. Experts had recently calculated the Tokyo Summer Games could cost about $28 billion. Something is a shock. Something of a shock to the Japanese public. The uh, first female governor of Tokyo, Yuriko Koike, commissioned the estimate. Since she had promised during the election campaign she would keep the cost of the Olympics strictly under control. Costs have been exploding lately, like Samsung Galaxy Notes, sevens. It's clear that nobody, nobody has an interest in soaring costs, said the IOC president. He promised to work closely with Japanese organizers to cap the costs. For its part, the IOC has the strongest interest to show that the Olympic Games can be organized in a feasible and sustainable way, he said. Perhaps taking note of the fact that the latest city to 
withdraw from bidding for the 2024 games is Rome, which spent $14.2 million on a bid before the Italian Olympic Committee President Giovanni Malago was forced to suspend operations last week. This was uh, after Rome's new mayor, Virginia Raggi, another female mayor. She was elected on an anti-Olympic bid platform. She prompted the city council to pull municipal support for the bid, rendering it virtually dead. Malago had held on to the hope that bid operations could resume. But Bach wrote back the head of the IOC saying they'd take a note of the withdrawal of Rome. And uh, Malago of the Olympic Bid Committee said Rome's withdrawal compromised other Olympic uh, other Italian bids. The IOC has become diffident towards the Italian political world and those who change their mind. Under the circumstances, he said, the possibility of changing the bid to another Italian city was not considered. So I guess that means all American cities are out now that Boston has changed its mind, huh? Anyway, back to Tokyo. Bach hadn't actually come to Tokyo to talk about cost overruns, but of course the subject did come up. He had an audience with the emperor. The emperor congratulated Bach on the success of the Rio Olympics. The emperor was pleased to hear proposals to hold some events of the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 in the disaster-affected area of the country following the tsunami. But Bach did tell the uh, officials in Tokyo that he was displeased with plans to change venues. We can't change the rules now. We can just, you know, try to save as much money as possible, but don't change anything. And if you have a disaster, the Olympics will fix it. Because it's a movement. And we all need one. Every day. Time now for me to read the trades for you. Copyrighted feature as well. The, the race to the copyright office never ends. From Advertising Age, Patriots coach Bill Belichick snubs the NFL's official tablet. He's not talking about pain relievers, ladies and gentlemen. He's talking about, you know, it's not a phone, it's not a computer, it's a tablet. I'll read it for you. Just the same. New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick is sacking the official tablet and PC operating system of the NFL in favor of physical pictures. I have to explain to the kids what those are. I'm done with tablets, the coach told a room of reporters during a conference call this week, referring to the Microsoft Surface Pro 4, a laptop-tablet hybrid that's been marketed as a production machine among NFL coaches and players. I've given them as much time as I can give them, Coach Belichick said. They're just too undependable for me. I'm going to stick with pictures, as several of our other coaches do as well, because there just isn't enough consistency in the performance of the tablets, so I just can't take it anymore. The coach's comments about the Surface 
rant to nearly 800 words, a Microsoft representative had zero words in response. The coach hasn't had the best history with the Surface product during the AFC title game in 2013 when the Patriots paid, played the Broncos. The Surface computer stopped working for nearly 20 minutes on the Patriots sideline. During that snafu, the Broncos scored a touchdown. Earlier this month, Belichick put a surface down hard during a game against the Buffalo Bills. Quote, A statement like this diminishes the value to Microsoft by creating a negative impression around the activation with the sport. Unquote. Doug Masters, managing partner of law firm Loeb & Loeb. Well, you didn't have a third Loeb? Which specializes in advertising and marketing in sports. Loeb, Loeb & Loeb. Don't you? The threes, don't you? And it is bad for the NFL, it continues, because they need to convince advertisers they're worth the price to be associated with them, unquote. Master said it's unlikely the NFL will force Coach Belichick to use the surface during game day. But he said he won't be able to use a competitor product, such as an iPad. Things might get hairy because the Lenovo Yoga, a laptop tablet hybrid of sorts, is the official laptop, desktop, and workstation of the NFL. How does that work? Said Masters. Is there, if there is an erosion of coaches who are not using the equipment, then that devalues the partnership of Microsoft. Microsoft then might be able to renegotiate the exclusivity deal it has with the NFL. Unquote. Belichick did say the issues he's been having with the service could be related to other technology problems. We get the equipment the day of the game, or I'd say not the day of the game, but a few hours before the game. We test it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Usually by game time it is working, but I would say not always. And then during the game sometimes something happens and it has to be fixed. And first of all, you have to figure out what the problem is. Is it a battery? Is it the helmet? Is it the coach's pack? Is it the battery in the coach's pack? I mean, you know, again, it could be one of 15 different things. So I would just say there are problems in every game. Unquote. How can there be... Wait a minute, I'm, I'm just going to double check. The tablet is the official tablet and PC operating system of the NFL. And the other one is the official laptop, desktop, and workstation of the NFL. You guys fight it out. On the field, where nothing works. Me, I'm not going to advertise with the NFL after this. A decision I came to because I read the trades for you. Copyrighted feature of this broadcast. Bonacera, senorina, Bonacera. It is time to say goodnight to Napoli Though it's hard for us to whisper Bonacera With that old moon above the Mediterranean Sea In the morning, Senorina will go walking Where the mountains help the sun come into sight And by the little jewelry shop we'll stop and linger While I buy a wedding ring for your finger In the meantime let me tell you that I love you 
Buonasera, senorina, kiss me goodnight. Buonasera, senorina, kiss me goodnight. But do that, do that, do that, but bonamani, but do the battle, but Buonasera, senorina, Buonasera. It is time to say goodnight to Napoli. Though it's hard for us to whisper, Buonasera. With that old moon above, the Mediterranean Sea. Mm, in the morning, Senorina, we'll go walking. Where the mountains of the sun come into sight. And by the little jewelry shop, we'll stop and linger. While I buy a wedding ring for your finger. And in the meantime, let me tell you that I love you. From the middle of Italy, uh, this is Le Show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, news of our freedom-loving friends in Saudi Arabia. You know, during the um, third and final presidential debate this year, Donald Trump attempted to shame Hillary Clinton over the Clinton Foundation's decision to raise funds from Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and other foreign governments, um, contributions that have been discussed in this program as recently as last week. What, does he listen to the show or what? Why don't you give back the money, Trump demanded, calling the foundation a criminal enterprise. But according to The Intercept, the latest finding from Oh, sorry, filing from Trump victory <laughs> is presidential campaign committee reveal that Trump now receives donations from lobbyists associated with those very same regimes. Mark Lampkin, a lobbyist for Saudi Arabia, recently gave to the Trump campaign lobbyists for the BGR group, another firm representing the Saudi government, have also given to the Trump campaign. But, you know, if you're a freedom-loving country like Saudi Arabia, you got to hedge your bets. The aftermath of the debate, as you know, probably, has been dominated by discussion of whether Donald Trump flushed his uh, chances of success in the election down the old uh, convenience by refusing to pledge that he would accept the results of the November 8th balloting, win or lose. It's it's tough for somebody whose um, self-image has been built on the idea of a winner 
to even contemplate that, I guess. But uh, contemplate he didn't. And so now we have a situation which may be best exemplified by another edition of Clinton Something next here on the show. Clinton Something, the campaign years. President waiting. How was the last fundraiser? I just wish it was the last. The big orange is starting to spend real ad money. I may have to uh, call our Google friends again. Well, hell, if they want to merge with AT&T three years down the road, I guess we'll have to let them. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Wow, these shoes hurt. (sighs) What women go through to be taken seriously hurts. Almost as much as what women go through to not be taken seriously. I wouldn't know. Hey, listen, toots. It's all over but the voting. We turned a corner. My long-ago misbehavior was a nothing burger. Your so-called extreme carelessness was a zilch dog. Our friend with the definite article for a first name turned every one of our potential negatives into a fast-food stand of nullities. (sighs) I wish I could be so confident. Something's up somebody's sleeve. I mean, it's still October. There could still be surprises. There are still Russians. Well, you're entitled to still want to err on the side of caution, toots. After all, that's who you are. Me? <laughs> that's not who I am. I'm, I'm fixing to figure out how the heck you measure drapes. No, oh, not even the hint of a smile. I'm sorry. I, I can't help it. You know what it's like to have to tiptoe through a thousand minefields. I sure do. Well, like Ginger Rogers, I've been doing it backwards in heels. Uh Uh-huh. And here's the good news, babe. If you're lucky, it just gets harder. I know that. And don't get me wrong, I'm grateful to have an opponent who majored at Wharton in self-destruction. First in his class, too. (sighs) But I guess I'm wishing I... Hadn't been my own worst enemy sometimes during all this. Oh, listen, there's still two weeks left. You can let me do more campaigning for you. Al Gore can tell you something. I about don't mean that. that. <laughs> Michelle is you on steroids. Okay. But reading those leaked old email threads where so many of my people just wanted me to apologize for my private email server so early. Makes you sorry you didn't say you were sorry much earlier? No. Makes me sorry I gave in to temptation and read those leaked emails. Well, look, I'm, I'm like President 44. I'm looking forward. So you're not going to investigate Bush's torture either? I'm looking at the future of the Foundation. Oh, not this again. Hun, you know me. You know I thrive on human contact, on connecting with people at speeches, at dinners, at golf outings. Unlike, say... Me. Not making comparisons, just mm. talking about me. I'm I'm happy to be cooped up in the White House, flying to the funerals that Tim Kaine's too busy to attend, but... But you're going to go crazy if you don't have something like the Foundation to give you that 
contact and that sense of purpose. If I didn't somehow suspect you were making fun of me, I'd say you were right on. Hmm. But yeah, look, I know you've made little noises about arm's length and I'd step down and all that. Bill. But but but, but maybe it could just be the, the Chelsea Clinton Foundation. I mean, she's a strong, poised, accomplished woman who, through no fault of her own, seems to have found nothing else to do with her life. Bill, I... Uh, she'd invite her dad to a few of the functions. A few more million would flow in to maybe help some more Haitian entrepreneurs. Hon... You know what you're doing right now that I really don't need? Talking? <sighs> Suddenly making me hope in just a small way that I don't win. Not helpful. Oh, I'm sorry, Toots. See? Not so hard for me to say it right away. Oh, Bill. No, really, I am sorry. You're winning. You're gonna win. You've won. Done. One hell of a historic party the evening of November 8th. You think? I know. Hmm. I'll be the proudest man there to dance with the new president. Oh, okay. And we'll get around to the foundation first thing next morning. I was... Youthful angst and senior yearning to serve. Together they add up to Clinton something. The campaign years... Now news of our friend the Adam. Clean, safe, too cheap to meet. Save, cheap, too cheap to meet. Cheap, save, too safe to meet. Safe, save, too safe to meet. Out of the Adam, you are looking, what is that, sunburn? No, I just got rubbed in, rolled in Arabiata sauce. Really? Yeah, kind of spicy right now. To, to myself. Mm. All right, then. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission will move, uh, spicy to itself, will move forward with its review of the Seabrook Station in uh, New Hampshire. It's a nuclear power plant license renewal process. After accepting the owner's initial proposal for accepting uh, and for dressing. You want to choose one? Yeah, dressing. Concrete degradation in the plant. It's my favorite kind of degradation. You prefer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The owner is Next Era Energy. The NRC required Next Era to submit preliminary plans for addressing alkali silica reaction, ASR, in the station structure before com commencing with the review of the license renewal process. Those plans were accepted last week. Uh, if approved, Seabrook's license would be extended to 2050. It's currently set to expire in 2030. Another two decades should do it. ASR, alkali silica reaction. Good memory. Thank you. Is found in numerous structures at Seabrook Station. It's considered the most prominent concern for next era in its 20-year license extension application. It's a chemical reaction commonly found in structures like bridges and dams and can lead to the gradual movement of concrete. Concrete got to move. Everybody got to move. Seabrook. All right, then. Seabrook was the first nuclear power plant in the nation to announce it had discovered ASR in its buildings, making the chemical reaction uncharted territory for the U.S. nuclear industry. 
Additional ASR was discovered last summer in the containment enclosure uh, building. All that does is enclose containment. Yes. Good point. Next, ERA said its plan to address ASR earlier this year. The company was told it must provide more information last September. The NRC said it needed more details on how Next Arrow would monitor movement caused by degradation in the actual concrete structures. It's a bit uh, detailed. Yes, it is. The commission also sought more information on how the plant's concrete black backfill don't don't go there. It's backfill will strengthen the foundation of concrete structures will be protected against ASR against more technical information on certain testing. Now that those requests have been satisfied, the regulatory commission uh, says that its next step will be to perform a detailed technical review. Despite the NRC stating the ASR is not a safety concern at Seabrook, activists against the nuclear industry have said too little is known by ASR and its effects to keep Seabrook open. Well, what would you expect activists to say? They're not made of concrete. They don't move. Or a lack of money, expertise, and disposal sites mean that derelict British nuclear submarines containing radioactive material will not be fully dismantled and disposed of for another 25 years, officials now admit to the Telegraph newspaper, among others. The Royal Navy has 19 old nuclear-powered submarines stored in ports. Better than storing them in cherries. Why, I ought to. Waiting to be dismantled with another eight due to retire and join them in the coming years. Uh, One of them, HMS Dreadnought, has been waiting to to be dismantled since it retired 36 years ago. But it's collecting a pension. It is not. It's a ship. Ministry of Defense officials told members of parliament that radioactive parts on board could not be finally disposed of until an underground dump for all of the U.K.'s nuclear waste has been chosen and built. That's not due to be ready to happen until 2040. The uh, permanent secretary at the Ministry of Defense told the Parliament Defense Committee, the Commons Defense Committee, that is, that a lack of money and skills meant it's impossible to speed up the process. Well, aside from lack of money and skills, they're ready to go. That's right. They are. Deadline Tokyo, an underground, you know, it's not an underground, it's the underground ice wall. We've talked about it on this program before. I'm sick of it. Uh, built around the crippled Fook plant, has so far been unable to block the flow of groundwater entering buildings and mixing with contaminated water, which was the point of the exercise. Not to have contaminated icicles? Or popsicles? No-sicles. TEPCO, owner of the plant, plans to encircle four reactor buildings with a 1.5-kilometer barrier of frozen soil to protect and prevent underground water from flowing under them and carrying radioactive water to the ocean. Work to freeze soil began six months ago, was partially completed this month. Further delays could affect the entire process of decommissioning the power plant. What's your hurry? The plant is located between mountains and the ocean. Underground water constantly flows from higher ground towards the sea. I blame gravity. Me too. They pa- the water passes beneath the power plant along the way. Water flows into the basements of the buildings coming in contact with molten nuclear fuel and other materials resulting in water contaminated with cesium, strontium, and other radioactive substances, most of which can be filtered out except for tritium. Well, let's work on a tritium filter, shall we? 
Yeah, in my spare time, that's exactly. The tainted water is pumped out and stored in tanks on the plant's premises. Nearly 1,000 tanks are full. The storage system is reaching its capacity. But 400 tons of newly contaminated water are coming in every day. So the key task is addressing the twin problem of reducing the amount of water that is getting tainted and processing the water already containing tritium. The ice wall was built to block the flow of water seeping into the buildings and flowing through them. TEPCO had planned to remove all the contaminated water from the reactor buildings by the end of 2020. Its plans are being thwarted by water continuing to flow into them. I blame the water. The utility chose the ice wall instead of building a concrete one to avoid severing underground electric wires and pipes. No one has ever tried to freeze soil over a distance of 1.5 kilometers, according to experts. The Japanese government has so far spent $331 million on the project. It's cheaper than the Olympics. You've been listening. If, a quote, if dealing with the contaminated water takes too long, according to a professor at Kyoto University, Masahi Kamon, the entire decommissioning process may be set back. I got time. I'm just here, sitting here spinning, spinning my neutron. No, you're new. There are also concerns about a possible delay in the government's plan to begin removing melted nuclear fuel from the plant in 2021. Nothing, right? Nothing. The Nuclear Regulatory Authority in Japan has instructed Hokuriku Electric Power Company to further investigate and prevent a recurrence of flooding that short-circuited the emergency lighting system at its Shika nuclear plant. The 6.6 tons of rainwater that entered the reactor building in late September also came close to drenching power batteries prepared for emergency use. Quote, it was never imagined that such a ratio of rain would flood the building, said the chairman of the regulatory authority. There was a possibility of losing an important safety function. Unquote. Maybe humans need to work in their imaginations. I think they do. The Shika plant is currently offline, but the flooding incident could prompt the regulators to review the screening process required before it gets to resume operations. In Washington State, a team of workers at the Hanford site, which is cleaning up a uh, mess of mess created when we were building plutonium-powered bombs. It's not peaceful. No, it wasn't. Um, A team of workers at the site was contaminated with radioactive nuclear waste this week. The group is working within one of the facility's tank farms. They're just farms. That sounds nice. Are there cows there? There are not. Those are areas where highly lethal... Tom? Highly lethal liquid nuclear waste? Yes. Is stored in massive underground tanks. You needed him to say that? I did. Approximately 15 workers were scrubbed in specialized showers as per decontamination protocol after radioactive waste accidentally came into contact with them. I blame the workers. Workers report waste was on ears, clothing, hands, and respiratory protective gear. What, do you blame the ears? I do. The employees were also put through tests to see if they had been contaminated contaminated internally. Inside the ears. Not in... The workers are employees of the private contractor that manages millions of gallons of nuclear waste at Hanford. The event is significant in that if people are contaminated with even traces of radioactive particles, the adverse health effects can be devastating. Local television station Channel 5 has learned that one employee who was not present at the site of the spill also became contaminated from driving affected colleagues to a decontamination location. 
I blame the car? No, you don't. No one who the investigators from the TV station spoke with could remember a spill of this magnitude in recent memory. Maybe it's affecting their memory. Mm, Maybe it is. Maybe it should. And deadline Taiwan, Taipei, deadline Taipei, capital of Taiwan, Taiwan Power Company says it is mulling the idea of being building a facility for interim storage for nuclear waste. It says the possibility of building an undersea site to store such waste permanently cannot be ruled out. Good news for fish. Yeah, they could use some radiation, grow another eye, perhaps. Thai Power said it is taking stock of the approach of other countries that use nuclear energy, such as the Netherlands, Switzerland, and Belgium, which have built surface facilities for temporary storage before establishing final disposal sites for permanent storage. Nobody's got permanent storage, right? No, why should... Why would... It said that it's planning, said Thai Power, to invest $2.5 billion to construct a ground facility on an uninhabited or sparsely populated island for interim storage to enhance monitoring efficiency. Sparse population could be the monitors. Whether they know it or not. The company sent an assessment report on the feasibility of building such a site or it sent such a report to um, the government. In terms of a permanent disposal site, Thai Power spokesman Lin Tifu announced two potential sites. But uh, one of them, a small island, was considered too small for a land-based facility. The local governments at both locations also strongly opposed the idea. So the final disposal site could be on the seabed off the coast of one of the two islands. Fish are always best served hot. You, you don't eat fish. I do not. Clean, cheap, safe. Too hot to meter, our friend, the Adam. And now, the Apologies of the Week. We're so sorry. Deadline Fullerton, California, what was supposed to be a night highlighting charity and effort towards helping children with autism turned into a night that caused more than half the audience to boo, leave their seats, and exit the show. Entertainer Andy Dick made a comment during his sold-out performance at the Fullerton Cares Comedy for Autism Benefit. He began speaking about his brother, who's just passed away, but that his brother had been dying for 20 years and had been asking Dick for money, to which Dick said, that's why I'm in Fullerton for retards, unquote. Most of the attendees leaving were unwilling to comment because they didn't want to shed a bad light on the event. However, the founder was willing to come forward and say, what was he saying? That's not what we invited him for. Today at the comedy show, there was a comic who used a slur against people with developmental disabilities. We at Fullerton Cares distance ourselves from his statement on stage. We continue to march forward to our goals. This word is not something we use, nor did we review any comics material. We apologize deeply to anyone who's affected by this language. Andy Dick issued a statement. It's a word I shouldn't use. I shouldn't use that word. There are a lot of taboo words out there. I was just joking. So I have slight autism, said Andy Dick. So I apologize if I offended. If, if people walked out, if, if apology, if I offended anyone out there, autism in my eyes touches everybody. I didn't mean to offend anybody. Maybe he didn't. If a breastfeeding mom that was escort, who was escorted to the basement of a Toronto country club this last weekend has now accepted an apology from the club's board president. In a letter sent to the mother 
the board president of the Lambton Golf and Country Club, wrote to offer our sincerest apologies to her and her family regarding her experience. Alexandra Shimo, her partner and their two-month-old Jacob, were at the Golf and Country Club for a charity event, not featuring Andy Dick. She says she was breastfeeding Jacob in a discreet corner outside the restaurant when a manager told her patrons had complained about seeing her breastfeeding while they were eating. Somebody's eating while I'm eating? She says the manager first used a tablecloth to block her from the view of other patrons and then led her into the basement. I was a bit upset because we sort of made it seem like I'd been doing something wrong. Our staff members should have acted differently. We deeply regret that this caused you to feel embarrassed, said Bob Beaumont, the president of the club's board, in his letter of apology. The Democratic National Committee issued an apology this week after a bus it chartered was seen dumping raw sewage in Gwinnett County, Georgia. A DNC spokesperson called the unusual incident, quote, an honest mistake, unquote. We thought we were dumping cooked sewage. No, he didn't say that. Quote, this was an honest mistake. We apologize to the Lawrenceville community for any harm we may have caused. We were unaware of any possible violations and have already taken corrective action with the charter bus company to prevent this from happening again. Unquote. Incident happened in front of the O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Auto Parts. The bus is kicking off a nationwide tour with stops in Lawrenceville, Atlanta, and Macon. Watch your drains, Macon. Headline Mobile, Alabama, during a meeting to discuss anti-violence. <laughs> That's a thing. Mobile Police Chief James Barber apologized for recent comments on Facebook made by him and his wife. The chief faced criticism following a recent post on Facebook about the city's latest homicide in a long excerpt about the victim, Delana Powell. He talked about crime in the African-American community and specifically mentioned Michael Moore, who was shot and killed by a Mobile police officer last year. In an extensive apology, Barber said he should never have been so insensitive as to make a remark about Michael Moore. My sincerest regrets and my apologies to his family, who themselves have lost a child. The controversy went well beyond his statement after receiving backlash about the post. His wife, Faith Barber. <laughs> That's what you need, a eh? Faith Barber. I didn't even. He, she responded in his comments online. At one point, she insinuated that all black men were violent. Then in front of a crowd at Government Plaza, Barber apologized for his wife's remarks, too. I guess there'll be a cold dinner for somebody. San Antonio grocery store chain HEB has apologized to a couple after a store employee told the mother she couldn't breastfeed her eight-month-old daughter while shopping because HEB is a, quote, family-friendly store. And families don't include... Vanessa Dana said she, her two daughters and her husband were shopping at the uh, HEB Plus. Well, it's a plus. What do you expect? When she noticed her eight-month-old daughter was hungry, so she and her family moved to an empty aisle so she could breastfeed. Clean up on aisle empty. I'm very discreet when I feed her, said Dana. I'm not really lewd about it. Soon a store manager, though, approached the family in a crowded aisle and told Dana she could not breastfeed while shopping because of the family-friendly thing. Never have we been asked to cover up or go to another room to feed the baby, she said. HEB spokeswoman Daya Campos said the episode was a miscommunication between the family and the employee who was trying to offer the mother a private space. The grocer apologized to the family, which the couple confirmed. Deadline Taipei again. In Taiwan, again, President Tsai Ing-wen this week apologized for misspelling Thailand when she paid homage to the country's late king at a makeshift 
the memorial at the Thailand Trade and Economic Office in Taipei. She expressed her condolences in writing in English in a book of condolences, but left out the H from the country's name. Dayline Los Angeles, Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, got apologies and retractions this week from two U.S. tabloids who claimed the Hollywood couple was divorcing because Hanks was supposedly in love with his co-stars, Meg Ryan or Felicity Jones. The National Enquirer, which is a, endorsed Donald Trump, and Star Magazine, both properties of American media, issued statements, changed their online stories, and won, will run corrections. We did not intend to report that Tom Hanks was having any kind of an inappropriate relationship with Meg Ryan or that he and Rita Wilson were divorcing, the National Enquirer said in a statement. It had run a report saying $400 million marriage crumbling over Hanks' love for Ryan. So I guess the intention, they just reported it without intending to, is what they did. Star Magazine apologized for a report saying, we did not intend to report that Tom Hanks was having any kind of inappropriate relationship. It's those damn reports without the intentions. That's what's bedeviling the tabloid industry. The Apologies of the Week, ladies and gentlemen, a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. That's going to conclude this week's edition of the show. The program returns next week at the same time over the same station over NPR worldwide throughout Europe. The use and 440 cable system in Japan, around the world through the facilities of the American Forces Network, up and down the east coast of North America by the shortwave giant WBCQ on the mighty 104 in Berlin, on Soho Radio in London. Available for your, oh, around the world via the internet at two different locations, live and archive whenever you want it, harryshare.com and kcsn.org. Available for your Smartphone through Stitcher.com. Not so smart when it's being uh, commandeered for a DDoS. Available uh, as a free podcast at iTunes, Sideshow Network, SoundCloud. Tune in at WWNO.org. And it would be just like not having a DDoS cripple the internet. If you would agree to join me then, would you? Already, thank you very much. Uh-huh. Tip of the show. Chapeau to the San Diego, Pittsburgh, Chicago, in exile in Hawaii. Thanks, as always, to Pam Halstead and Jenny Lawson at WWNO New Orleans for help with today's broadcast. The email address for this program, playlist of the music heard here on, and your chance to get Cars I Talk t-shirts. Christmas is coming. All at harryshare.com, except for Christmas. It's not coming there. And I'm on the Twitter at the Harry Shearer. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans' flagship station of the Change is Easy radio network. So long from the middle of Italy. <laughs>